Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. In Proverbs 16.9, we read, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. You can believe that God is always true to his word. He's for you, not against you, and he is always faithful. The question is this, do you trust him with your plans, with your future, and with your life? When you're young, you have what seems to be the whole world before you. Maybe you've had a dream of what you wanted to be when you were just a child. I know I did, and it worked out for me at least until I was 30. But what if the God of the universe interrupts your plans and calls you into something different? Today in the Watching World podcast, we'll meet two of Abundant Life's young leaders as they share God's call on their lives into vocational ministry. Welcome to the Watching World podcast, a podcast of Abundant Life in Lee Summit, Missouri. I'm Les Norman, and on today's episode, I've got the distinct honor of introducing you to two of my favorite people in the world in ministry and at Abundant Life. They work in Fusion Student Ministry, which is a part of the family ministry here at the church. And they are Savvy Hughes, the Student Operations Coordinator, and Peyton Godshaw, Student Events Coordinator. Ladies, welcome to the Watching World Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're good. Absolutely. Um, I think we already had a ton of fun in the pre and the setup here as we got in and getting the headphones on and getting the mics. Aren't you guys glad already that Mac is here helping us out? Yes. Thanks for being here, Mac. Yeah. Mac's a stud. And if you don't know, Mac Bowley's kind of our producer, our editor, and we get to talk and he just kind of helps us out and he's hanging his head because he doesn't like the attention. But we're going to give him the props anyway. So we can't do this without Mac. So if you see Mac Bowley hanging around or the rest of our communications crew, give him a high five. I'm the one that hears, oh, I love the podcast. And I got to remind him, can't do what we do without that crew. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. So we're coming off of a night of, of of an on-ramp and fusion and early in the morning when we're recording this podcast. And it was a great night last night. How are you guys feeling today? I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> I'm so tired, but yeah, it's all out. worth it. Yeah. It's yeah. a combination of like, I feel like I got hit by a bus and also I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. So yeah. somewhere somewhere in the middle of that. <laughs> That's that's the ministry reward right there, it right? Is. You're you're reaping the reward. I love it. That's awesome. So, Savvy, we'll start with you. Um, tell us a little bit uh, about your family. How long you've been in abundant life? Give us your faith story, and and we'll go from there. Yeah. So about my family, um, I have four siblings. So one younger than me, and then three older than me. So I'm one of five. So it stays busy in the Hughes home. <laughs> um, but me and my family have been going to Abundant Life since I was about like two or three. Um, so we grew up starting in the brick building, moved on over to the admin. What's the now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What's now the admin and then now here at the main building. So um, it's cool to be on this side of things to see the growth of what the Lord has been doing at Abundant Life. Um personally in my life and then also in my family's life as well. But um, as far as my faith story, um, I grew up here. Um, and so I remember one day I got in trouble at home. I don't even know what I did, y'all, but I got in trouble, got sent <laughs> to my room. <laughs> and I remember I was crying, crying. And my mom uh, like came up and was like consoling me and like just talking with me. Um, and she sat me down and I remember I was like, I'm just going to keep messing up. Like, I'm just going to keep messing up. But I don't even remember how old I was. I think like probably eight or nine and um, she sat down with me and just shared the gospel with me. And I remember that was the first moment that I prayed to receive Christ, that the gospel became personal to me. Um, and so with my life, I went to SCA um, up the street from Abundant Life, um, which was super cool. And so I was about in eighth grade when I was at camp. Um, it wasn't one week quite yet. 
but I was at camp and I remember um, praying with one of the leaders and um, long story short, the pastor on stage was like snapping his fingers and he was saying like, y'all, you guys got to make a decision. If you feel the spirit stirring in your heart, um, you got to make a decision right now. Like this is the time. And I remember like my stomach was like rumbling inside of me. I'm like, man, I need to make a decision to actually follow Christ. Mm. And so I remember um, I went and I talked with my leader um, and she shared the gospel with me again. And I was like, man, I got, I have to make this personal and surrender my life to Christ. So that was the moment that I started following Christ with my life. So yeah, that's me. Peyton, how about you? Yeah, so I grew up in a family where my parents loved the Lord. They also grew up in the church, so we kind of grew up in the church, too. And from the beginning of my life, we had kind of jumped around to churches, and we had landed at Abundant Life back when it was at the brick building, too. And so it's just been a sweet time just getting to grow up in this church and infusion. My um, eighth grade year, we had just moved over from also being at SCA to moving over into public school. And I was just kind of hit with a culture shock when I hit public school life coming from growing up in the church and pretty much only surrounded by believers when I stepped into the public school scene. It was just different than what I had known before. And so um, there was just a lot of pride, I think, in that, a lot of perfectionism that I was fighting. And I remember one day I was at Fusion. um, (laughs) This one night I was at Fusion, and I remember Jernigan was speaking, and it was the first time that I really understood the gospel in the sense of Christ wanted a relationship with me. It wasn't about like how perfect can I be or how do I know the right Bible stories or the right Bible answer? But it was like, Lord loved me enough to give his son for me, like Mm -hmm. to pay the penalty for my sins simply because he wanted to have a relationship with his beloved daughter. And I went home that night. They had asked us to like raise our hands and come down front and like receive Christ that night. And I just was like, I can't do this here. And I went home and I sat on the floor in my mom's bathroom with her. And I was like, I don't think I've ever had a moment where I've given my life to Christ. And Mm -hmm. I need to make this real. Like, I need to surrender my life to the Lord. And so we sat on the floor in her bathroom, and I prayed and asked the Lord to come into my life. And since then, it was just—it's been a cool story of just the Lord continuing to teach me what it looks like to love people better. And I don't think we'll ever fully, like, grasp what it looks like to, like, perfectly love until we're before the Father. But um, somewhere in between that, I think I'm slowly but surely learning, which has been sweet. And so, yeah, that's kind of my story. I have four—there's four of us kiddos in the family, so— two old brothers, one sister. So it's also a crazy fun time. Always busy, but I love it. So Man, that'll preach. We could sign off right now. That was a, <laughs> it's like a sermon. So Peyton, how old are you now? I uh, just turned 21 last month. 21. Two Congrats. Months ago. It's mm-hmm. official. You're 21. Yep. Savvy, how old are you? 24. Wow. I'm an old dude, man. <laughs> that, that's unbelievable. Okay. Peyton, I'll ask you this question first. Yeah. Do you have any recollection of the first time, maybe it's, I don't know if it was eighth grade, second grade. Do you remember a time where you said, this is what I want to do with my life? Not necessarily ministry. I want to be a fill in the blank. Yeah. Uh, second or first grade. I don't remember the exact year, but we uh, had these like turkeys that they had cut out for us during Thanksgiving time. And we had to go home and dress this turkey up with whatever we wanted to be when we were older. And I was certain, yes, yes, I I was certain I remember I wanted to be a nurse. And so we like got all this fabric from Joanne's fabric store, cut it all up to fit the turkey's body. My mom made like a stethoscope that we put around it. And yeah, as early as I can remember, it was nursing. Wow. Savvy? Yeah. I think as early as I can remember, it was teaching. Like I always wanted to be a teacher. And my mom used to work here at Abundant Life as a children's ministry director a while ago. And I remember I watched her, like, just interacting with kids. I'm like, man, I want to be a teacher. Um, yeah, so, like, literally, I think 
since I was seven, eight, around the same time as you, Peyton, I wanted to be a teacher. I find that interesting that both of those occupations, it's not where you're at now, but it's serving other people. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't surprise me about the two of you. It really doesn't surprise me. And by the way, for what it's worth, I wanted to be a cowboy slash uh, athlete slash astronaut mm-hmm. slash fireman. Well, just depended on the day. That, that is good. <laughs> yeah, it just flipped around. Yeah. But again, as we all know, girls mature faster than boys. So I'm still waiting for that to happen. But uh, so as you, Savvy, as you neared college, did those plans start to change? When was there a stir in your heart? Because I watched you both grow up in Fusion. Mm -hmm. I've been here about not in Fusion, but first it was in Journey Kids. Before it was Journey Kids, uh, you know, Mac, my son is 20 and he was in kindergarten five at the time and then eventually got into Fusion. And I saw you as young ladies growing up. And this still blows my mind to see these young women who are serving in ministry and full-time vocational ministry. It's awesome and crazy at the same time because time goes by so fast. But was there a time when you started to get that pull like, hmm, maybe there's a little stir in my heart that I'm going to do something a little bit different? Yeah, for sure. So, um Like I said, I always wanted to be a teacher Mm -hmm. Um, and then went to school for elementary education. Um, And so, like, in that process, I loved learning about what I was learning about. And, like, I loved learning about, like, classroom management and, like, making fun lesson plans and doing, like, and um, spending time with kids in the classroom. Um, But it was about my sophomore year, maybe even, like, the end of my freshman year of college, um, that the Lord began stirring my heart for, like, what it would look like to not just um, serve, but to, like, maybe, uh, like, be in vocational ministry. And so I remember um, I came home every summer to serve at One Week, um, which is the camp that we do at Fusion. Um, and I just did it because it was fun. I Like, the Lord changed my life at a camp. And so I, like, felt even more prompted to go and to share with other people, um, to share with students specifically what the Lord had done in my life already. Um, and so I was just serving, having a good time. If you've served at one week before, you you know it's such a good time. And so every time I left one week, I'm like, man, I could do this forever. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, well, everybody, I feel like could do this forever. Like, this is the best week of the year. And so I remember multiple times um, that feeling would start to come. And um, anyways, I remember it was my junior year at one week. Um, I was serving um, and Tashawn, our student pastor, had asked me to be a squad leader, basically like over 70 students instead of like the five that I had done before or that I had led before. And I remember he asked me and I'm like, uh, funny, <laughs> like, I can't do that. That's not for me. Anyways, ended up doing it. Um, and I remember I was there and I was just like not feeling equipped to do it. Um, I was like just feeling way out of my element. And I Which think is the like, right place to be yeah. by the way, yeah. it's the right place to be. Cause that's where God's going to use you for sure. Yeah. Outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember serving that year um, and I was crying to you less <laughs> about not feeling equipped. Um, and I remember that moment um, you shared with me, Psalm 119, 105, mm-hmm. your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Um, and I remember that was the first moment Um, like in the middle of what was so uncomfortable for me, that the Lord affirmed that strong desire to Mm. not just serve these students, but to do it well and to be equipped by like mentors in my life like you and then also his word. Um, And so anyways, it was through those like uncomfortable moments for me that the Lord revealed a desire to be in ministry. And so, yeah, that's just a little bit of my story. That's awesome. I love it. 
and that that memory is very vivid in my mind yeah. and in my heart. That's uh, amazing, Peyton. You're up. When, I'm so up. so when did when did you know? When did the nursing? You know that was did that go, did the nursing go on for a while? And if it did, yeah. When was that feeling or that thought like? Hmm, maybe I'm going to be doing something different. Mm-hmm. So during my time in just being a student in student ministry, I like also just really loved being there. I remember every time on Wednesday night I would roll around. It's like, this is exactly where I'd want to be, like nowhere else. And so that was kind of like, I think when I can look back on the earliest, maybe moments where the Lord was just stirring in my heart, something different for ministry, I would probably say it was back just whenever I was a student. Um, During my high school and like even my plan in middle school, I had been preparing for nursing. And so I went to Summit Tech um, and did a pre-nursing program my senior year. When I um, started college, I was going to community college out here in our city. And um, during that time, I was getting my associates of science, like planning to go into nursing school after I had finished up with my associates. And so the summer after I graduated high school, I went on a mission trip with Fusion to Jamaica. And I think anytime you go on a mission trip, there's just like a billion things that the Lord teaches you. It changes and, you, doesn't it? Yes. And it's in like also so many different facets of things that the Lord's teaching you. And so I'm learning like the Lord's humbling me as we're walking in through these villages and like seeing different types of people groups. And um, some of the people who were on staff with their organization were just like leading these crazy, crazy cool prayer walks. And one of the things that I had left that um, whole week with was just coming to the realization of like, I don't spend enough time praying over like my story or my life or what the Lord's calling me to. And there was one day we were driving on a bus to an infirmary, which um, at that point was kind of like a hospital. And so we were driving to the infirmary and we were just in casual conversation on this bus. And one of the guys who was sitting a row or two back, he just casually brings up like, yeah, for example, Peyton, like you don't know if you're supposed to do nursing, moves on. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm supposed to do nursing. I know I am. And, um, after the weekend ended, I kind of just got back on the plane and I'm like processing what we're coming from. And I was like, man, I don't think I actually have really ever asked the Lord like what he wants of my life. Like nursing was my plan, but maybe that's one of the things that I should probably start to put in practice. And so coming home from that trip, going into just college, I really just started asking the Lord, like, God, what what do you want of my life? Like, where's the need? Where do you want to use me? What's your dream for my life? And in asking that question, I still had a like inkling. I was like, we know it's nursing, but the Lord knew something different. And so as I was going through uh, my first couple of years in college, I was serving as a small group leader in Fusion and just absolutely loved it. Like nothing satisfied my soul, like coming and getting mm-hmm. to spend time with these students, well like said. taking students out and getting coffee with them and showing them like practically what it looks like to study the Word of God and like challenging them to call out sin in their life and replace it with truth. Like all of these things, I was like, this is exactly where I want to be. And as I just continued to ask the Lord, like, God, what do you want of my life? I watched Him give this new desire in my heart for student ministry. And it was just cool because I ended up getting to come on staff back in October of last year. And at that time, I was still planning on doing nursing. And so I came on part-time. Um, I was still in community college. I had already gotten into nursing school. I was applying for scholarships. Like I was just really in this like teeter-tot of going one way or the other way and just like pleading with the Lord, like, God, what do you want of my life? And that same verse, like the Lord is a lamp to my feet and a light into my path. Like the Lord just kept stirring that in my heart. Like he's going to direct my footstep, like the next step I need to take. And ultimately like that will light up my path of where he's calling me to go. 
And so it was sweet because just kept praying and asking the Lord and like boldly approaching the throne of grace and asking God, like, what do you want of my life? And everything in me that wanted to do nursing, he slowly removed and started to place like a whole new desire in my heart to do ministry where I was like, I can't picture myself doing anything else. And so last like March or so, I responded back to the nursing school and I was like, the Lord's really calling me into youth ministry. And I don't know what that looks like, but this is kind of what I've seen the Lord do and what my heart is for him to continue to do. And so I don't want to burn a bridge, but I'm not going to continue to come into this program. And that was, I think, the step that like I knew the Lord was stirring in my heart that I just needed to be obedient in. And it's been cool since and just getting to see kind of what the Lord has done in the meantime. So Sometimes walking in obedience is hard and it's like going against oh, yeah. the stream. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you were talking about, Peyton, the plan was mine to be mm-hmm. in nursing. But Proverbs 19.21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but yeah. it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Yep. And it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm so honored that you guys were obedient, that I've been able to work with you um, both on staff part-time for me and then now back to the volunteer role. But yeah. you guys are crushing it. Thank you. Every day that I see you guys in ministry, you're crushing it. And none of us are perfect and we're all learning and you're young. But I don't know that I've ever seen two people in ministry as young as you guys are walk this out in such an obedient way, not a perfect way because we're not. No. Yeah. But uh, it's just been an honor to see you guys grow in the effect that you have on people. I don't know if you see it and it's easier to see on the outside. But the effect that you guys are having on the young ladies in the ministry, for the groups that you've had, but then also the entire ministry. I mean, Savvy, I remember there were days, the first few days, you were walking around like, I'm not sure what to do next. And now it's almost impossible to even catch you for a word because you're just bing, bing, bing. You're you're like a pinball bouncing around just getting things done. Uh, Peyton, you're doing the same thing. Um, it is just so awesome to see. So, Savvy, I'm going to switch to you. Mm-hmm. Is it hard sometimes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were just talking about last night and waking up this morning. We had our on-ramp last night, which is like a theme night um, at Fusion. And so, yeah, it's hard. There are moments where um, I'm tired, like physically tired, wanting to go back to bed. Um, There's moments where um, there's like a spiritual tiredness, too. Like when I'm walking through some like really tough student or really tough things that our students are going through. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so that begins to wear on you. And I think one thing that the Lord um, has revealed in this time of um, just working here um, and leading the girls that I'm leading um, is full dependence on Him. Yeah. Um, how like I can't do anything that I'm doing in my own power. And I tried and I can't. And it continues to prove that I can't. Um, but I think even as we think through like how the Lord led us here and being here and leading, um, I wouldn't want to be anywhere and I was just talking to Peyton about this other day. I wouldn't want to be anywhere doing anything that I could ever even feel the inkling of not depending on the Lord. Mm. And we need the Lord in every season. And I would acknowledge that with my mouth. But I I remember like there were moments that even for teaching, I was like, um, I can do this myself. Like, I don't really need the Lord in every moment of this. You know, mm-hmm. I can do I can do this part by myself. But then, Lord, if this happens, like I need you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Lord's continuing to like cause me to die to my flesh and to fully depend on Him in everything that I say, everything that I do, um, every moment that I'm with these students, every moment that I'm away from these students, um, and having integrity to for my life to align yeah. um, from the moment that I'm with them and that I'm not with them. Like, I need the Lord in every single part of yeah. it. And so, yeah, it's hard, but I think— through that, the Lord has revealed himself in a new, in like such a refreshing way in the season. It's so good. Peyton, mm-hmm. same question. Is it yeah. hard sometimes? 
Yeah. And I think too, like, I think there's hard parts of every job. Um, like in the past, I had done like different types of medical jobs and there was challenging and hard parts of that too. And I think so I've kind of hit on the head. Like, I think there's a whole, when we're, you're working in ministry, there's a whole nother side of it that's just like spiritual. And I remember in my, uh, whenever I first started, I had like verbally said like, yeah, I know that ministry is going to be hard. And some people were like, good. Like, I'm glad you know that. I had no clue. Like, looking back on it, I'm like— We've had that conversation, I'm like, I was, too. I was so fresh, and the hard things then are—they're different hard things now. And I think when when we get to work in ministry and so many conversations are just hard things that people are walking through, and it's sin, and it's just, like, despair and things like that, like, that can be heavy to kind mm-hmm. of process with people. But at the same time, like, I also wouldn't want to do anything else, and— I get to share that with people sometimes where I'm like, it is one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life and also one of the most rewarding and fulfilling things I've ever done. And so even on the days where it's so hard and I'm like, man, it, it the Lord is constantly reminding me like, P, you got to be dependent. P, you got to mm-hmm. be dependent. And it's sweet because the Lord has challenged even my own personal walk in that of, and I think you were kind of saying that too, Sav, but like every single day I'm reminded that like I can't leave my home. I can't step into a conversation mm-hmm. with someone if I haven't like spent time filling my spirit mm-hmm. with his word. Like if I haven't allowed his words to be written on my heart as I step into that conversation, mm-hmm. then like I'm running on empty. And so yeah. it's even just cool watching the Lord just like refreshing my own personal walk through being able to do this too. But yeah, it is it is hard, no doubt. But um, the Lord is also like so sitting in that heart mm-hmm. with us that— there isn't a place I'd want to be besides that. So, yeah. That's what I love about having you guys in ministry as well, because what you just said, Peyton, and you too, Savvy, that's not just for young people in ministry. Mm-hmm. That's for all of us in life. Yeah. Whether you are in vocational ministry, as a young person, middle aged, older, twilight years, or you're just trying to navigate day in and day out just trying to be obedient. And Mm -hmm. I know even oftentimes I'll get up in the morning and get so busy and get this one to school and uh, start my day of Mm -hmm. all the different things that I do. And oftentimes I'll forget uh, you could have stopped and prayed because just remember you're getting ready to have conversations and you're going to go to work and you're going to drive and you're going to do all these things. God cares about the little things of your Mm -hmm. life just as much as the big things. But too often we... Include them in the big things, but then mm-hmm. in the other things, we deem them as mundane and and not as important, but it's all important. So yeah. thank you for that. That's well said. It was about a year ago, we sat in the office, the three of us were talking. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the exact way the conversation started. I probably kind of remember there were probably some tears and some joy there and things is. like yeah, that always. from all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that I encouraged you with, and I've seen you guys grow in because I don't see this in your face anymore. And I'll give you the, and it's a good thing, not a bad thing, but I'm going to give you the verse and then you'll understand. It's 1 Timothy 4, 12. Mm. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So I remember it was when you were starting out and oh, I'm so young, I don't know if mm-hmm. I can do this. And you guys continue to rock this thing and crush it. And so um, it's, it's, again, I reiterate, it's an honor to see both of you grow. The ministry is better. God doesn't need us. He mm-hmm. needs nothing from us. Yeah. But he, because of love and community and, and that relationship he wants with us, he invites us mm-hmm. to work with him. And you both at a young age, mm-hmm. uh, you were called. 
you listened, you were obedient, and you stepped into it. And, and I know you're a big reason why the ministry is flourishing because of Jesus and because you, you just make yourself available. So well done. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely well done. So, um, Sav, I'll go with you on this one yeah. as we close here. Thank you both for being here today. Mm-hmm. Short night of sleep, busy day, debriefing, all that stuff. How'd mm-hmm. we do last night getting ready to go into some meetings and go yeah. right back to work? But, uh, Savvy, say you have, if you had advice for someone right now that may be 16, 18, 19, 20, and they're starting to feel the tug, mm-hmm. what would you, maybe ministry might be part of their future, something along those lines, what would you tell them? Yeah, I love this question. That year at one week, I think it might have been the year after, I had the same question for my student pastor who I grew up or grew up with, Jernigan Schwent. And I just like had this moment that I was thinking through. I've only seen Jernigan's life as a student pastor. Like I've only seen that and as a pastor. Um, and so I was thinking, I'm like, man, how did he ever get to the point of like deciding that this was for him? Um, so I went and I asked him. I mean, he said something to me that I literally have never forgotten. And he said, like, Sav, I could do, I could have done a lot of different things. You know, like I was qualified. I got my degree, like all these things I could have done to support my family. Um, but everything else felt disobedient. Mm. And so just to those who are listening, I think of like my girls, my students. Um, I think of those who are older than me, um, who have more life experience than me. I would say that dependence on the Lord one, but then also like allow the spirit to work in your life. That if you have that feeling of disobedience where you are, I, I never want to feel yeah. um, the weight of disobedience like it would have felt. And so anyways, I think that's my main um, advice for those who would be listening and to also get people around you and get in community Mm -hmm. um, to help spur you on in those moments of like tiredness, um, the moments that are super hard. And I think what's cool about our team, our fusion team, is that like we genuinely enjoy serving with one another. You can tell. You can tell. It's super, super fun. And I think students feel that as well. And our Mm -hmm. leaders feel that as well. Um, And it changes things for us. Um, to know that when we walk in the office and um, we've had a rough morning leading up to the moment that we're sitting at our desk and we have like a list of the more tasks, things to do. Um, and we come into the office and we can just like laugh and have a good time serving the Lord together. So I'd encourage you to get people around you who you enjoy serving the Lord with and allow them to encourage you in that. That's awesome. Peyton, final question for you. Got some families out there mm-hmm. that that maybe their their kiddos are uh, wanting to go to Fusion, wanting to do something. They're wanting to get their kids plugged in. Tell us about a Wednesday night. What's it like? Yeah. So uh, students will come on in. They can check in. And then we kind of step into the first part of our evening, which is really our service. So mm-hmm. we'll have worship and our message. And then groups is a big part of our culture at Fusion. We want students to be in community because they need to be known and I think, too, what's so sweet is the Lord has just continued to bless this ministry. And I think when you come in, it can be overwhelming when you see just such a large number of students. And so we like to say, like, every student needs to be known. But realistically, not every student is going to be known yeah. by the four people on our staff or six, including our other campuses. And so getting students connected in groups gives them a group of other students who are their age and their same gender and um, people who know them that way. But also it puts a leader in mm-hmm. their life who, like, loves them 
and wants to know them and wants to speak life into them too. And so um, all of our students are challenged to be in groups, whether it's open groups or an established fusion group, but that's a huge portion of our night. And then afterwards, they just kind of hang out, have fellowship and all that sweet stuff. And so, yeah, I might be biased, but I think it's the best night of the week. So should be biased. (laughs) Absolutely, it is. Uh, And so we have here... Obviously, fusion at our Lee Summit campus, but yep. there's also fusion at the Independence and Blue Springs campuses yeah. mm-hmm. as well. Ladies, you crushed it. I knew you would. I absolutely knew you would. But again, thank you for uh, all that you do for being obedient to that call because the dominoes fall forward if you set them up right. And I see the difference that you all are making in the lives of others. And it is because of Jesus, not because of us. Mm -hmm. But again, thanks for being obedient. It's an honor to work with you. I appreciate your work ethic. Most importantly, your love for the Lord. So well done. Thank you. Thank well we appreciate done. you too, Les. Yeah. Absolutely. Really. And thanks for being here. And so uh, for all of our listeners out there, if you or your sixth grader through senior in high school would like to know more about the Fusion Student Ministry, or maybe you'd like to get some information on becoming a volunteer. We can oh, always yeah. use always. volunteers. The fam. Yeah, be a part of it. Just visit livingproof.co slash ministry slash fusion. And for other ministries and more, you can visit livingproof.co. On behalf of today's guests, Savvy Hughes and Peyton Godshaw, I'm Les Norman. Thanks for joining us today on the Watching World Podcast. <laughs>